Welcome back to the Social Circle Podcast. I'm sorry that I haven't had an episode out in over a month, but January has been absolutely hectic. I had firstly the launch of my um, 12-week challenge for the Sean Casey Academy. I had the launch of a new ebook, and then I relaunched the Social Circle, the Social Circle 2.0. So it's been crazy, and it's it's just a bit mind-blowing like that, that I'm in the position that I'm in to have had all these launches within the space. There were literally one, two launches in the first week and then uh, the social circle launched the week after that. And it's just fucking mind-blowing. It's absolutely mind-blowing how well they all did. The Academy's full, the recipe book done ridiculous. Social circle, um, first tier discount sold out within an hour. And yeah, it's it's a bit, it's a bit, uh, it's a bit mad like, it's a bit mad. So uh the social circle podcast took a bit of a back seat even going through dms on the social circle doing content posting testimonials i've got about 10 po- testimonials to post on the page but i just haven't got around to doing them up and, and writing the post yet but they're they're to come as well but i'm back in the routine now i'm back in the routine now with replying to dms on social circle just in case anyone's wondering i do launches for the social circle but it's never closed uh it's different than my academy so you'll notice i do 12 week challenges but then the academy closes when when the cha- the challenge launches over. It fills up and then it closes until the next one. Whereas the social circle is always open. You can always join. So if you have questions about joining pricing, just uh, send me a DM on the social circle Instagram page. As well as that, there's a completely free social circle course. I'll link it in the show notes. You can always also find it in the link in bio on the social circle instagram which will give you a bit of a taste for the social circle full course but obviously um it's completely free so don't forget to check that out if you haven't already this podcast is going to be slightly different than usual um as i talked about the social circle is a social media and business podcast and i feel like i have a completely different approach to many people like business gurus and 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 that that you see online especially in the personal training space um but there's a lot of uh, gurus who are like, oh, make six figures, do this, this is how you do it. And then other, other people are like, oh, money doesn't matter at all. And like, it doesn't matter, just be, focus on being a good coach. But I believe that there's a middle ground to strike. And I believe that money is important. Money can give you freedom. Like I'm literally about to jet off next Sunday. I'm heading to Australia. I'm going to Australia for three months. I can w- continue to run all four of my businesses, continue to make social media content, continue to earn the same amount of money. And I haven't had the stress about how much the flight is or how much accommodation is or how much like i'm not a materialistic person i don't buy i don't spend a lot of money on shit that i don't need but when it comes to just being able to jet off to australia being able to take my family on a holiday to greece eventually i get to a stage where i'm able to retire my mom i'm able to do all of these things and it's like let's not fucking beat around the bush money is important and it can help you a lot when it comes to freedom if you make it in the right way and if you spend it in the right way um and I don't, I don't understand why anyone wouldn't want to set themselves up. And obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you do want to. But what you're going to find is my approach is completely different when it comes to making money and making a lot of money. It's it's different probably than any ones that you've heard before. Because usually when people are talking about how to make money, it's using all these sleazy tactics and building their business this way. And this is how you have to do it. And I just have, have a completely different approach. So in this podcast, I'm going to detail how you how i've made six figures and how you should make six figures too and i'm not some fucking uh person running a podcast here that's done a few 10k months and now is going to lecture people on how to make six figures i've got multiple different uh six figure businesses the academy six figures recipe six figures social circles six figures so i've done it time and time again to, to multiple six figures so um 
I, I think that I'm qualified to speak on the topic and I want I don't want to like at the start I was like I'll just do about social media I don't want to be like a business guru but I'm like people people want this advice and people need this advice and if they don't get it from me they're going to get it from someone else it's the same with social media I was like if I don't make the social circle and give them advice on how to grow their social media they're going to get it from someone else and it's going to be the sleazy the, the 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 shit that you typically see about like growing socials and, and buying followers and following and on following people i was like i may as well give the, the the decent advice so just because there is a lot of people in the space that give bad social advice and bad business advice doesn't mean that i'm going to just not give it because i'm like oh, i don't want to be i don't want to be associated with them sort of people but i'm like i may as well give my honest um my honest opinion on it and this is all going to be basically off the top of the head freestyle sort of stuff i've read out a few um i've read out a few points here but i'm i've literally just like right fuck i need to record a podcast here i've had this topic in my mind but i'm just gonna i'm gonna speak from the heart i'm gonna speak from the heart um about building businesses and the, and the best way to uh, build your business and the first and most important thing to point out is you don't need a rush to making six figures it's not going to change your life drastically. Like, say as soon as you're out of poverty, the more money that you make, it's not having a drastic impact on your life. Now, obviously, you get to a stage where you can go and you can jet off and you can do different things, but don't think that you need to get the six figures and it's your whole life depends on it and you need a rush and you need to do this and that because that's often where people go wrong is the trend rush to make the most amount of money as possible and um, <clears throat> everything else takes a bit of a back seat just because they're so focused on making money and then this ends up actually making them less money down the line. <clears throat> Excuse me, I don't know what the fuck happened to my voice there. But um, so the first thing is patience. See, when I first started posting on social media, that wasn't actually the first thing. I don't even have patience written down here, but just, it just came to me there now, you see. Freestyle. Um, but yeah, the first thing I want to talk about is patience. When I first started posting on social media, I had no monetary goals. It wasn't like I want to make X amount of money by this date. My sole purpose with posting on social media was I want to help people. I want to post content that I know can help people, that I know can have an impact on their lives. For the first sort of seven, eight months, I didn't even make any money full stop. I just posted free content every single day. And I'm not saying that you have to do this, especially if you're someone that's listening to this that already has a business and you're trying to build it. But if you are someone that's listening to this and you haven't built a business yet, don't be like, oh, I need to rush into uh, selling to my audience straight away. You would actually do be doing yourself a favor if you didn't sell anything to them for the first seven, eight months because you want to build that trust with them first. You want to build a trust with your audience because you want to give them value for free. And you want to actually, you, you see the good thing about my content, people message me every single day that have never paid me a penny and say that I completely changed their life with a, uh, fat loss or whatever it happens to be change the relationship with food relationship with exercise your goal and um your goal with content should be post such good valuable free content over time that even if people never ever ever pay you a penny that they will get so much value that it can literally change your life so many people make the mistake of oh if i want to make money i need to hold information back from my audience so then that they need to pay me to get the information that they're looking Ed, it's not the best way to go about it because you're not going to build a massive audience through doing that because you're just constantly trying to sell and then you're refining down to the same 800 or 1,000 followers that you have and eventually you're going to burn through that. So the best way to actually make money down the line is by giving people all the information for free, giving them all, like maybe there's there's bits and bobs that you don't give them, but the the, the, the majority of the information, you're going to be giving that to, that, uh, to your audience for free with your free content because when they consume your free content what what you want your audience to be thinking every single time is if he's giving this away for free what the fuck is he going to give me when i when i charge for them and then obviously when you do we'll get a bit to service and delivery but then you're going to be going 
over the top with the actual delivery of your the delivery of your service to them when they do buy and it's even better and then they're referring friends and things like that but that's that's one of the main reasons why the social circle has grew so well because when people join they're like holy fuck this actually is what it's what it says it is and i didn't really have to market it for the last seven eight months like obviously i market when i'm doing launches but most of the people that have came into the social circle have came in just through word of mouth because what did i say there word of mouth word of mouth because it's genuinely an exceptional service and people are changing their lives with it so aim to do that with your content but then aim to do that with your service as well you want people to be joining and genuinely getting life-changing results be like everything that you said it was plus more and we'll, we'll get to that but see when we're talking about the best ways to make money oftentimes people have these get rich quick schemes and oh you should do this to make this amount of money see the best way that you can make money and actually feel good about it is build through passion and what i mean by this what do you actually love like what is your passion for me it was fitness and it was talking about fat loss and educating people on that it wasn't like oh my passion is making six figures it was like my passion is helping people and through helping people for long enough once you've once you've provided enough value then you launch your own products and services and people will want to buy into them um so build through passion because if you're not passionate about it see what see when it is five months in and you've not made any money you're obviously you're going to give up if your only driving factor is money so the driving factor um has to be helping people and money is a byproduct now obviously down the line we can set monetary goals and things like that but if it's your only sole focus straight away you're never going to get anywhere so you need to actually enjoy what you're doing and that goes without saying i feel like a lot of people especially in the fitness industry get into being an online coach because they want to be an online coach they want the lifestyle they want to make all the money but then that comes across in their content because see when you watch my content you can tell that i genuinely care and i'm genuinely trying to help people and that's why i've built the businesses off the back of that and uh, just in case anyone hasn't listened to the first podcast where i talk about the different businesses and stuff that i have built and how i've done that go back and listen to that it's called welcome to the social circle but i basically i built the sean casey academy sean casey ebooks the social circle i did one-on-one -on -one fitness coaching now i have one-on-one -on -one business and social media coaching and i've had a, a few other small bits but it's all came through passion. It came through a passion to want to help people achieve certain results, wanting to help people solve problems that I once struggled with myself. See, if I wasn't passionate about this stuff and I didn't actually enjoy it, I would never have ended up making the money or having the business success that I have because I would have just give up when it wasn't when I wasn't making money straight away. When I had that seven, eight months where I wasn't making much at the start, even the first like year, uh, I wasn't making that much money at all. I maybe was doing like a max two or three K a month. And then it's just started to snowball and really pick up. But the the most important thing is is passion because your passion shines through. Your passion shines through, and then people be like, "Right, I actually fucking trust this person." So post as much valuable free content about whatever you're talking about with your business at the start to build that trust until you start trying to sell to people. Or if you do already have products to sell, just don't be hard selling all the time. Put off short term gratification in the terms of like put off the short term. Uh, reward of making money in the short term for the long-term reward of making proper money because if you're always trying to sell yeah you might get a few sales here and there but your audience won't trust you as much and you're not going to build as much of a connection you're not going to build as much of an audience so put off the short-term gratification of constantly selling even if you do have stuff to sell to provide pure value to people because that's what uh, that's what they want no one knows you yet no one trusts you no one's going to buy much off you until they've you've built that level of trust um 
the next point I have written down here, and these might be completely mumbled up in the wrong order because I was being deadly serious when I said that I literally just wrote these down like two minutes ago. Um, but the next one I have uh, down here is do good and expect nothing in return. You might have heard me say the first part is like, all right, make free content and I just keep doing that. And then eventually I'm going to make all this money. You need to be doing things for free, doing good things for free for other people and expecting nothing in return. It's the accumulation of all the good things that you do over time that eventually they'll come back to serve you. But if every time you do a good thing, you're like, right, where's my reward? I done that good thing for that person. I messaged back that person and answered their question. Why are they not my client now? Why have they not booked the sales calls? It's like, over time, the more and more good things that you do without expecting anything in return, the unexpected things come come back around. Like the, I've had people that have joined the social circle or have turned into to clients and uh, the Sean Casey Academy because I answered their question like six months ago and I just give them an in-depth in response and then nothing else. But I might have answered 10 people's questions and I'm never expecting anything back. But then it's the one or the two people that are like, yes, I remember he answered my question. I'm going to go to him for coaching when he's launching his next thing. So it's like, Doing good and expecting nothing in return will eventually do you favors. But if you every single good thing that you ever do, you're like, right, what am I getting from that? What, oh, I done that good thing for that person and it was free and it took up lots of my time and now I'm not getting anything back. This is a complete waste. It's like, see if you just get into the habit of every single day, do something good, reply to a message, send someone a voice note, post free valuable content and just without any expectation, with no expectation, the accumulation of that over time is what builds successful businesses, what gets people to trust you. And I'm very much a believer of see what you put out is what you get back. See if you're always trying to keep things from people, keep information from people, not respond in the messages, things like that. Now, obviously, there's happy medium. There's probably a couple of people listening to this being like, you hypocrite, you don't respond to my message. I get a fucking lot, but I try and respond to what I can. But if you are always being like putting out bad energy, never trying to do things for anyone without expecting anything in return, funny enough you get the exact same back people give you that bad energy back you never give anything to people so they don't want to give anything to you whereas if you're one of them people that does good every day that helps people with things without expecting anything in return is just positive is uplifting is good energy you get that good energy back it's like um, uh what do you call it when you like i don't know boomerang maybe maybe is it a boomerang when you do things what you do is exactly what you get back you look at the people that are sad and angry all the time and then they're getting pissed off because everyone's being sad and angry to them well no fucking shit it's the same with business if you're keeping things to yourself if you're not trying to do good for people then your business is going to shit and you're like oh why does no one want to sign up to my coaching or why does no one want to buy my product it's like because you haven't done enough good you haven't done enough good and so there's nothing to come back and hit you in the face and again that's my anecdotal experience with life it's just usually what i give to people is exactly what i get back and what i give in general is exactly what i i give back get back so um i just try and be as positive as possible do as many things for other people without expecting anything in return and go from there the next thing that i have written down here is do the daily things everyone is see when it comes to making money everyone is looking for the what's the one thing that helped you make six figures or what's the one thing that helped your business uh, be successful see anyone that has right any like listen to this very very carefully anyone that has ever achieved anything has done so through their daily habits and their daily habits are usually extremely fucking boring so what i do every day Every day when I wake up, I reply to messages, I reply to clients, I go through my Facebook groups, I go for a walk, send more voice notes, and then I make social media content. I post the social media content, and then if it's a day to record a podcast, I'll record a podcast, whatever other stuff that I have to do. But there is no one secret magic potion that, oh yeah, this is the sales funnel that I used, or this is the click funnel, or this is the lead magnet that helped me generate all the money. It's like, 
I do the things every day that I know need done. I do the things that I know are going to keep the clients within my businesses happy. I do the things that I know is going to help attract new eyes to my page. It's like content every single day, providing a good service every single day. But so many people are so many people are out looking for the next best thing and the next quick fix and the one big thing that they need to do and it's suddenly if they sign up to this it's going to solve all their problems like no i'm not like that a lot of people will uh put their program at the front line like oh if you sign up to this suddenly you're going to make all this money it's like see any program that you sign up to that's worth uh that's worth its salt it's going to be drilling daily habits into you right you need to do this on a daily basis so it's not the one big thing like you could sign up to the social circle and you'd never make any money or you'd never grow your following if you didn't apply what i talked about in that every single day so instead of thinking about the one big thing and this is all, all often advertises just do this and this is the secret to this it's like no it's extremely fucking boring no one wants to talk about it it's not sexy it's doing the things that you know need done every single day so i already give the examples of what i do i reply to clients i make social media content i record creative stuff and that that's what helps me grow my business and that's what helps me grow my following so figure out what your end goal is and then write down what daily habits that you have to do to get there so it's not going to be it's not going to do any good you being like i want to make x amount of money you write down firstly i want to make x amount of money and then after that what you have to write down draw an arrow to it what do i have to do to make this money so say for example if i said i want to make a million pound i was like right how do i do that i have to sell x amount of recipe books or i have to sell uh, get x amount of people to sign up to the social circle or x amount of people to sign up to my academy right after i've got those three what do i write down next what do i have to do to get them people to sign up so with the social circle what do i have to do i have to get up and respond to messages every day within the social circle i have to record this podcast i have to create content with the academy i have to reply to people's messages I have to create content with the recipe books i have to post recipes i have to plug my recipes in them so instead of just having the one goal of making the money now you figure out what actually is going to make you that money and then you have to figure out after that what do you have to do on a daily basis to get them things to make you that money so this is where it's branching off into the thing into the thing and then the thing after that so you need to be super specific it's not just about writing one goal and being like oh yeah i'll achieve that it's like what daily habits do you have to do to achieve that goal so firstly if it's such a broad thing like growing your following or making more money you have to write how does this actually happen so if it's growing your following it's like what content do you post in in order to grow your following what do your audience connect with most right your daily habits is to try this content this content and this content and then eventually your daily habits would be like once you find something to work right to post x amount of videos per day so instead of setting the goals and thinking um thinking about the one big thing break it down into the daily things that you have to do every day to achieve the thing that's eventually going to get you there hopefully that makes sense but it's see big goals without any meaningful steps i always say to this when i run in person masterminds and stuff at the social circle i get people to write down their goals and then I, I get people to write down right now that you've got your goals what's your daily habits that you have to do to get there right now fuck off and go and do that every single day and then you'll get there so many people are focusing on the end goal and they're focusing on the one thing without the daily habits so always think about your daily habits the next one is think current clients before future so this can be related to personal training but it can also be related to literally any niche or any business think about the people that are currently within your business and buying off you giving money before you think about the new people that are coming in so many people and if i relate this to personal trainers so many people are looking for new clients what can i do to maximize the amount of clients i have coming in through the door but they don't realize that they're taking on three clients but then when they take on them three clients they're losing three more clients see the best clients and the best customers that you have or the returning ones 
they're, they're people that are with you for a long, long time. So if we apply it to personal training, if you're constantly having to do calls with people to take on new clients, to sign people up for packages, as opposed to having a client that's been with you for six months, that knows what they're at, but enjoys the service that you provide to them because you provide a good service that goes without saying and they enjoy the accountability, they're going to be, it's going to be a lot less headache and a lot less strenuous than constantly taking on new clients or tr constantly trying to find new people to sign up to your ultra high ticket uh, program. If you keep people in on a reoccurring basis it's a much better way to run business but the way in which you do that is by um applying a uh, or providing a quality service so if we relate it to the personal training a lot of people will have their weekly check-in with their client and then they have their weekly check-in and then there's nothing else apart from that see if you run a fitness uh a fitness coaching service and you're just having the weekly check-in and then there's no other communication there's nothing else going on you're like, right, what, what, what else could I do here? Could I shoot my mess, uh, my client a message once or twice a week if they haven't uh, if I haven't talked to them being like, how's your week going? Or else just some the, the simple things, like for example, if you, at the ch check-in they mentioned that they were going to a birthday party or they mentioned that we were doing something, just shooting them a message and being like, hey, remember that you were saying you were at this, how'd it go, did you have a good time, etc." trying to add more layers to your service. So whether it's some sort of education portal or whether it's a group Zoom call or something like that. And again, if you're not a personal trainer, don't worry about it. There's other things that you can add to your service to make the make it better or add to your business to make it better for your current clients. But remember, the best clients that you have and the way that you'll make the most reoccurring money is through returning customers as opposed to always, always trying to sign up new new uh, new people. It just gets melty and you'll end up burning, up, burning out after a while. So always think, how can you provide such a good quality service for your clients that they want to stay on with you, that they want to keep coming back to you? And as well as that, that they're going to refer people because the best way, as I talked about with the social circle, the reason why there's nearly 600 people in it now is because referrals, is because word of mouth. Because see, when people join the social circle, they're like, holy fuck, this is everything that this fella said it was and more. You, you've got all the course, the information, the course second and none. I can message Sean whenever I want. I have the Zoom calls. I have the Facebook group with all the six and seven figure business owners that I can ask them questions to. It's like, holy fuck, this is good. I'm going to recommend this to a friend. Whereas if I was all talk, constantly trying to get new clients, get new people into the social circle. But when people joined, it wasn't actually a good service. What would happen would be people would be joining and then leaving and then telling their mates, yeah, here, I joined that social circle. It's pretty shitty. Only said this, this and this. Whereas it's the complete other way around where it's like they're joining like, holy fuck, mate, you need to get into this. Like it's literally changing people's lives. So see your business. You need to think about what is the end goal with your business and how can you maximize how many people achieve this end goal? So for me in the social circle, what I want to achieve is helping people grow their social media followings, build their businesses and literally change their life. I've done this time and time again. I'm able to post results on a weekly basis of people hitting 10K, 50K, 100K and even a million followers from scratch. So I know that I go above and beyond for the people that are within the social circle as opposed to constantly trying to get new people in the door. And again, there's a time and a place for getting new clients and I'm going to talk about that in the next point. But when when it comes to actually building a sustainable business, the people that are within your business are the most important people firstly. And then of course you can get new people in, you can do marketing strategies, you can do launches. I often do launches for all of my businesses. But when we launch and when we're trying to get new people and we're trying to get new people in through the door, the the main priority is always the existing clients. It's always the existing clients and that's the, the best way to go about it long term. But when we are talking about getting new clients in through the door, and again, this might not be related to you if you just run a general business, but I'm talking from personal experience here from the businesses that I've run, um, would be learn about sales and in particular learn how to do sales calls. Now, 
this doesn't have to be anything fucking mental. Like a lot of people, uh, I would be reluctant to go to a lot of business mentors because I know the way that they do sales calls. They like to get people crying on the phone. They like to make sure that they're pressured into the sales call and they've got their card details on the phone and they've took their money and then that's a success. I'm like, nah, fuck that, fuck that. It's not how I roll at all. I don't like uh, pressuring people into giving me their money on the phone. Like if they're good, if someone really wants to sign up to me and here's my honest opinion, if someone wants to sign up to me on a sales call, I can hang up the phone and they'll sign up with me after. If they don't, they didn't want to sign up with me that much and people will talk like, and I have nothing against, like I've, I've been on sales calls with people signing up to different services. Like I'm the client, potential client and I've given them card details and signed up on the phone. I have nothing against people that do that. I understand why they do it, but I just think like the way in which I'm going to talk about sales calls is using particular tactics, but it's not the high pressure emotional pain points get them squirming on the phone and then get their card details straight away before they even know what's happened because i've heard story after story of people that have signed up with others and have given them money on the phone and then they've actually held a grudge against them even though they signed up and maybe even if they got a result but they've held a grudge against them because they took the money off them when they couldn't actually afford to get that money like there's some some people that if you get on a call with them there's no chance of you getting off that call without giving them their money so i never like to set the high pressure sales calls as the dynamic when I'm signing people up to whatever service I have. However, let's not be stupid about the sales calls and let's actually use some common sense tactics. So the first the first thing that I like to say on sales calls is it should be the 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 potential client doing most of the talking. You're not going to talk loads of shit the full time. You want you want them to be the, doing the talking. You want them to be figuring out, right, why do you want to sign up to my coaching or whatever you're selling them? What are you struggling with, right? And then at the end, once they've done the majority of the talking, then you will offer them the solution and your service. And the most important thing is you're not overselling it. Like if I'm doing coaching, I'm like, yeah, you'll get, I'll be able to give you everything you need. You'll get your your, your training plan, your nutrition plan. You'll have full, full access to me. Don't worry about that. The point of this is you want to always under promise and over deliver. So when you get them in with your service, you've not promised them the world. You've not been like, oh yeah, so you'll have 24 seven access to me and I'm gonna to reply to you at three in the morning and you're gonna have this and this and this and it's so good because of this. It's, it sounds like you're just you're just trying to do too much and you're completely trying to over promise. So you wanna under promise and over deliver, always remember that. But see for the first part of the, the call, the first part of the call is always just a small a bit, a bit of uh, small talk. So that's only going to last five minutes. You don't want to be talking shite the full time. And then you get straight into the beans of it. Straight into the beans of it. Is that a good way? Is that a good saying? But after that, you 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 want them to be doing most of the talk and you let them talk the full time. And then at the end of the call, you're offering them the solution. The solution is your product or service, but it's not, it's under under promised. And then once you get them in there, you're over delivering them. One of the most important parts of the sales calls, and this is the only real tactic that I use is see when you say your price, you say your price and then you shut the fuck up after that. See if someone asks, right, how much it is? You go, uh, yes. So the coaching is 887 for 12 weeks. And then it drops to a reduced monthly fee after that. If you want to stay on, are you in? And then if they don't reply, you don't say anything. They might say like, oh, are you still there? Or this and that. It's like, you say that you say, you say what your offer is. You say what your price is. And then you shut up and wait for their response. You see, if you start trying to justify your pricing and be like, oh, by the way, are you in, by the way, it's this and it's this and it's that, that just goes into the over-promising again. So after you tell someone your price, just shut the fuck up and let them respond. Give them time to respond. Now, if they say, if they say like, oh, I'll have to think about it or I'll have to ask my partner or this and that, I usually just let them tear away. The only time that I'll ever nudge someone is if I'm like, this person actually needs my help. This person genuinely needs my help and I know that I can really, really, really help them. Um, 
can you even hear the dogs barking i complained about dogs barking on podcasts previously and then my mom was listening to the podcast and she was all like you need to stop apologizing for the dogs barking when no one can even hear them anyway i'm sorry if you can hear dogs barking in the background i think the postman just came but what i was saying was there's a lot of people that will use tactics like if someone says oh i'm not sure i'll have to think about it then they'll pressure them and they'll say oh but if you, if say, say for example someone says uh oh, i'll have to ask my partner then they'd pressure them and be like and what if your partner said no then what would you do and be like oh i, I, I don't know it was all like are you letting your partner decide your decisions for you etc etc and i just think it's a bit too high pressure it's a bit too i i don't like the dynamic that it sets so if someone says you can give them a slight nudge this is my opinion you can give them a slight nudge in the right direction if you think that they're a really really good fit but a lot of the time if someone's hemming and hand and thinking about it especially if it's a lot of money i don't think that it's the right dynamic to just pressure them oh what what if your partner says no does your is your partner the boss of you would you say that oh do you think that your partner doesn't care about you achieving your goal i was like that just doesn't sit right with me it doesn't sit right pressuring someone in like that and again if as i said if you feel really genuinely like your product or service can help that person a bit of a nudge in the right direction is completely fine but i'm not a big fan of it and that's just me being completely honest and again i'm not saying whether i'm right or i'm wrong all i'm saying this is from my own personal experiences of building multiple six-figure businesses and i've never had to pressure anyone uh, into joining me and again what i always say to people is i just say right i'll send you the details here now um, after I hang up the call, you send that to me over. If they really want to sign up, they send it to you straight away. You can get their payment details on the phone. You can get them to sign up on your phone uh, while they're on the call. Be like, oh, give me your card details. But I just don't like the dynamic of taking someone's card details off them. I prefer if they just sent me the money themselves. But again, this is my own personal experiences. This is what's worked for me. I'm not saying that I'm the fucking... I'm definitely not the master sales call person because I don't want to be the master sales call person and convert everyone. I want to use logic on my sales calls and get people over the line that want to be people over the line but i don't want to turn people that maybe can't afford my service or it's just not a good fit for them and pressure them into uh pressure them into signing up for me i just don't think it sets a good dynamic and everything that i do is about moral morals and ethics and if anything just doesn't feel right to me i don't do it at all like there's a lot of um there's a lot of coaches that make seven figures just because they get people to they get people to do lots of outreach and cold DMs, and then they get people onto sales calls, and they don't even do the sales calls themselves. They have some expert doing the sales calls for them. Gets the person squirming on the phone, gets them near crying about all their problems, and being like, "Oh yeah, this is the solution." By the way, it's like three grand for twelve weeks, and just give me your card details on the phone now, and off it works. It works, and it build, it builds them successful businesses. I can't even say businesses there. It builds them successful seven-figure businesses if that's your tactic. But in my opinion, I I don't fuck that doesn't sit right with me. Doesn't sit right at all. And so many, especially if we're relating that to personal trainers, so many people are fucking. They're they're getting people in through using these sales calls tactics that genuinely can't afford their coaching. Like this person cannot afford to pay you two grand, but you've justified it in your head. Like oh this is their health and fitness. They need to be prioritizing. That person's got a lot else going on, but you've used their emotions and let let their emotions get the better of them for them to sign up with you for a price that they actually can't afford. And a lot of the time for coaches to deliver an under par service, an underwhelming service and leave people very disappointed, disappointed and feeling like they're scammed. Now, again, I'm not going to go into the pricing for personal trainers and things like that, but I would say 997 for 12 weeks is even pushing it. I would say that's the max. Like, I think there's a time and a place to charge that, especially if you've 
a lot of years of experience. You're genuinely head over heels above a lot of uh, other coaches and you're coaching a particular type of client that can't afford that. Like, don't get me wrong. There's some people that if they pay 500 pounds for 12 weeks, they're not going to stick to it because 500 pounds, fuck all of them. They're successful business owners or whatever it happens to be. So I'm not saying high ticket coaching is bad. In fact, it's actually good in some cases but I don't agree with the high pressure sales calls of people that actually can't afford that coaching service. I wouldn't feel good building a business like that. I feel like a lot of people are lying to themselves that, um, oh yeah, I'm, I'm changing people's lives here. It's like, you've just robbed two grand off like a single mom that's a nurse and works like 12 hour days. Like, holy fuck, you're not going to feel, you're not going to feel good about that. No matter if you help her lose fat or change her mindset around food or, or whatever it happens to be. So again, it's a common theme that, um, morals and ethics come first for me and that's the best way to make money long term and i feel like there's no point in making money if you don't feel good about the money that you're making and i, I think that I, this is just me being frankly honest i feel like there's a lot of personal trainers that are lying to themselves about the ways in which that they're making money and they're justifying it because all the other their other mates are doing it too and whatever whatever they're, they're part of and everyone's doing the same thing but i just feel like most people actually can't afford the price that you're getting out of them and you're doing it through an emotional attachment and i are yeah an emotional reaction on a sales call and it doesn't feel good to me uh but that's my own personal opinion again it's something for for people to think about it i haven't said high ticket coaching is bad but i do think it's bad when you're using tactics for people that genuinely can't genuinely can't afford it and that is my that's my take in the situation and again you might look at me and be like oh you're you charge 997 for the social circle i'm like because the social circle is business to business people sign up to the social circle and then they end up literally 20x in their their income because they've built the following it's a business to business is always going to be expensive it's 997 at the minute it'll probably be three grand within the next year to sign up to the social circle um but because that that's the way it is it's a business to business thing but when you're doing something that's a business to consumer um then that's when pricing needs to differ and you need to realize that your target audience maybe can't maybe can't can't afford and i don't even do sales calls i've never had to pressure anyone into joining the social circle i do dms but i just don't have the time and i don't like the dynamic sales calls even for my high ticket one-on-one -on -one business coaching service i don't do sales calls for it i'm very much i've built the authority and i know what i'm doing so if people are signing up to me it's not like oh yeah i'll get you on a call and pressure i mean like the price is this mate it's completely up to you if you want to sign up i have limited spaces just let me know and then after they have signed up and give me their money then i'll jump on a call with them and run them through how we're going to do things it works better for me it works better in terms of just running an ethical business but again there's there's lots of different sides of the spectrum certain people will look will work with other people who charge x amount of money uh, and because they can afford it and i think that that's completely fine so the next point that I have written down here, and this is quite an obvious one, but if you want to build a successful business, you need to be approachable. You need people to actually want to approach you if you want them to turn into customers, clients, buy off your business. No one wants to give money to a prick that no one likes. No, like if you see someone, and if even if you fucking love their product and service, but you're like, that person is an absolute bell and they're not approachable. They think their level is above everyone. You're not going to want to sign up to them. And again, it depends massively what your industry is. Like there's certain business mentors and stuff that on purpose will act unapproachable and like their levels above everyone because they want to attract a certain type of client that wants to be like them. Whereas you need to look at who is your demographic? And I'm sure there's a lot of personal trainers that are listening to this. And if you're acting like you're fucking some sort of alpha god and you're better than everyone else and things like this it's not going to work so the the rule that i always use is be approachable be on the same level as everyone else don't don't act like you're a level above everyone because a lot of people 
do that and especially when they start making a bit of money and building their own business but you always need to maintain that approachability you always need to be a likable character and you don't need to be liked by everyone but you need to be liked by enough people that are actually going to buy off you like if you're disliked by nearly everyone you're going to have a lot less potential clients so there is going to be people that don't like you for whatever reason and there's nothing you can do about that but on a whole you want to be approachable to at least a, a large percentage um of your audience right i have a few more right down here let me see what order they're in uh yeah i've, so, I've sort of covered uh that right right i'll go for i'll go with this one next so scheduling then downtime i I've, i'm gonna credit see my playstation 5 and call of duty warzone it's the reason that i've had such a successful month uh, in january i've had uh i've made more in january than i could ever imagine making in a year when i first started and i play i'm max level on call of duty level 250 i've got about five warzone wins and i play at uh, thursday friday i played four nights out of the week so a lot of business mentors and gurus and stuff would be like, if you want to get ahead of the competition, stop playing PlayStation, stop doing things that make you fun because while you're doing them fun things, your competition is getting ahead of you. Firstly, there is no competition in the online space. There's room for absolutely everyone. And secondly, see if you're constantly trying to work and you're constantly building your business, you're going to end up burning out. If you have nothing else to look forward to, it's a recipe for disaster and your work quality will actually go down. So say, for example, before I got the PlayStation, I was probably working from the morning right up until the night. But now if I know right at uh, eight o'clock, I want to go on PlayStation with my mates. I'll get the same amount of work done that would have previously took me for the full day of the night because it stretched out. I'll get it done in a shorter period of time because I've got that to work towards. So see when you schedule in downtime, when you schedule in time with friends, it doesn't have to be fucking playing PlayStation if you don't want to, but scheduling in things that aren't necessarily work-related that give you something to look forward to. It makes the quality of your work better. It makes you get more done in less time. And and like and sometimes it's the same amount of done, uh, done in less time, but often you actually end up getting more done because you know what you're working towards you're not superhuman no one's superhuman see these people that go on about motivational bullshit online or work 24 hours of the day and like it's it's complete bullshit you need your downtime it's it's a necessity so that you don't burn out and you can actually work long term and you need sleep too you need to sleep seven to eight hours every night there's loads of business people be like i'll oh, just sacrifice sleep sleep is sleep is not only important for your energy your mental clarity but protecting against disease it's important for fucking everything so your health is always number one priority and anyone that's telling you over long periods of time to sacrifice sleep for business success one it doesn't work you're you're going to get less quality work done your mindset isn't going to be as good but it's awful for your health so yes there might be uh some nights where you're going to have to pull all-nighters and things like that maybe you've got a launch or something coming up but see for the most part i get eight hours sleep every single night and for me, even when I have launches, launches, I plan it around it and I'll still get me eight hours sleep. I just don't function well. And I guarantee you for anyone listening, you're going to function better if you schedule in downtime and you get enough sleep. Please don't listen to people that talk pure the talk pure shite about not sleeping, not having downtime, getting ahead of your competition. You're working while they sleep. You're working while they play PlayStation fuck off you can play playstation and still achieve your goals as i talked about max level on call of duty 250 uh level 250 on the first season got a good amount of guns and gold got a good amount of warzone victories got my first solo warzone victory the other night too um so yeah if anyone wants to play warzone with me before i head off to australia shoot me a message uh shoot me a message and we'll get in a game but uh definitely don't listen to people that say uh you can't have downtime and, and hopefully you're realizing through listening to podcasts fuck I've listened to all these people that have been talking about making money my whole life and 
they're just talking about shit that I don't have to do. Like you don't have to be sleazy and learn all these sales tactics. You don't have to sacrifice the things that make you happy. You don't have to fucking sell your Xbox and stay up at all night. Like it's not the best way. And you don't have to do things that make you morally, uh, morally not, not feel right. Um, there, there's much better ways to make money. There's much better ways to make money. The next point I have down here is think less and do more. So many people get paralysis by analysis. Oh, I want to launch this. I want to do this. I want to start posting on socials. But what if this happens? What if that happens? Like, see most of the problems that you make up. They only exist in your own mind. I'd say 99% of the problems that people have aren't actual real problems because your mind always thinks of the worst case scenario. Oh, if I start posting on socials, people are going to laugh at me and slag me off and I'm going to lose all my friends and then it's never going to go anywhere and it'll all be pointless and then people will just think I'm a weirdo. It's always the worst case scenario is never going to happen. If I never posted that first YouTube video, there was thoughts in the back of my head like, oh, what are people going to say in my local town? No one does YouTube videos. If I never posted that YouTube video, I wouldn't have what I what I have now. Like, I don't know how much the world would be different. But since when I first started posting on YouTube, there was no one really in my local area that talked in their content, especially not in the fitness space, mainly in the fitness space, but even in general. But now there's so many people that do it and there's so many uh, Irish and Northern Irish and all sorts of uh, creators. And it's just the 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 not listening to my mindset that always put things in the worst case scenario, not overthinking it and just doing it. It's the same with me launching the recipe book, launching the academy and launching with the social circle. I've done them all within the space of a year. And it was a fact of, right, I have an idea. This is a good idea. I'm going to brainstorm it slightly, but then I'm just going to go and I'm going to do it and I'll figure it out along the way. Stop trying to be a perfectionist. Stop, stop trying to get everything right before you've even started. Stop thinking about the worst case scenarios because all these problems that you make are, are only problems in your head. Like I could have easily said, oh, and there's no way that I can uh, launch this social media mentorship because I've only been posting on socials for two years. So what if people think that I'm like, uh, what if people think that I'm stupid or what if people uh, slag me off and say that I shouldn't be doing this because they've been doing this. They're so much more experienced than me. But I'm like, actually, I know in my heart of hearts that I'm better than all these people when it comes to um, social media advice. Like I look at these people's content. I'm like, I'm better than that person. I could give a better talk than them. They're talking nonsense. So if you're so sure of yourself, then you have to think, fuck all these other people's opinions and let's just go and let's do it. And that's exactly what I done with the social circle. And look at the amount of results that I've got. It's the number one social media mentorship in the UK and Ireland. And I would say potentially the number one in terms of percentage of people within it that get life-changing results in the world. I don't think that there's anything else that exists like this. But if I had to listen to the doubt in my mind, if I had it overthought it, like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. I should wait another few years. It's like, think less and do more, but don't do stupid shit. Like if you're like, oh, uh, after listening to this podcast, I'm going to start the, a social media course. If you're someone that has like 500 followers, obviously that's not going to work out. So think logically, think of if it's something that there's actually a market for, make sure there's a market for it. But once you are sure of that, don't let them little limiting beliefs in your mind. Don't let the problems that literally only exist within your mind hold you back from doing the shit that you know needs done. Just do it. Post a video on social media. Start the business. Do the thing. Think less. It's less thinking. Logical thinking at the start, but then once you've thought logically, think a lot less and just start taking action. You're going to fail along the way. You're going to fail. Things are going to fuck up. People are going to slag you off. Things are going to go wrong. You might get this stage where you think everything's hopeless and it's not going to work, but you need to push through that. See the only difference between successful people and unsuccessful people? All, all these people start with the same goal. And the difference between those that succeed and those that fail isn't that they've failed, but it's the people that succeed have failed time and time again over, but they've learned from their failure and they've kept going. You're not going to have everything perfect straight off the bat. It's not going to be like, 
oh yeah, I'm going to start and I'm just going to make six figures after X amount of time. It's not going to be perfect. Things are going to fail. But see if you know within your heart of hearts that you've got something that you can provide value with other people. As long as you keep fucking going, you will get there. Trust me on that one. As long as you keep going. So stop thinking. Stop overthinking. Stop making problems up in your mind that only exist in your mind and start taking action and doing what you know needs done. I have a point written down here, but I think I've already covered it over don't do what doesn't feel good. So I'm talking more about if you don't feel good ethically doing these high pressure sales calls, if there's certain business practices that you don't want to do, like there's nothing wrong with cold outreach, cold DMing people. But if you don't feel good about that, personally speaking, I don't feel good about cold messaging people. So I don't do it. But I understand that like a lot, a lot of my friends do it. Uh, and I've had people in the podcast talking about how they do it. But I, I don't personally feel good about that. So different people are going to feel good or bad about doing different things. But your gut is always right. If your gut's like, oh, this seems a bit sleazy or I don't really want to do that to grow my business, then just don't do it. And the last thing is invest in yourself. Now, that you need to be careful about what you invest into. I was very careful about the sorts of mentorships and stuff that I invested in, but I've never spent money and had it wasted. I've never, no money that I've ever invested in myself has been wasted money. So originally, um, I signed up with Jordan Syed and Mike Vacanti. They run a personal training business mentorship. I think that was like a thousand pound or something at the time. And then there's a monthly fee and they taught me loads about actually being a good coach. They have such a good mentorship. That's to do with being a good coach, building your business the right way. And a lot of my morals and ethics come from that. And then after a while, I signed up with Tony. So I signed up with Tony McAlevey for one-on-one -on -one personal training. I'm business mentoring at the same time. And he helped me with my systems, with my check-in process, with learning about sales calls and things like that. And each of these mentorships and each of these people that I ended up signing up with, I took small bits of information from each one or quite large bits from the likes of Tony and that. But they, they all help me build my business. See if you're trying to figure this all out in your own without ever investing in yourself. Money that you invest in yourself, as long as you're investing in what feels good to you, is always going to be money well spent. And there's some people that I wouldn't have invested in particular programs and stuff, but I have friends that invest in them and they say, oh, that's the best money I spent. But for me personally, I was like, it probably wouldn't have felt good for me to, to invest money in that. So please invest in yourself, but make sure that you feel good about the investment. Make sure if you're investing in someone, you connect with the person and you actually trust them fully. Um, and it doesn't have to be a mentorship. It doesn't have to be a program. It could be books. Books are what started me off. They were my first investment. I read things like The 4-Hour Workweek and all these different How to Win Friends and Influence People, all these different books that helped me develop my mindset and learn about this sort of stuff. So if you don't have that much money, start with books, invest in yourself by listening to books, li li reading books, listen to books, listen to podcasts. You're investing in yourself right now technically by listening to this podcast. Um, you could do the social circle free course. These are all things that you could do without money, but I would be, I would be lying to you if, uh, if I said the social circle isn't the best investment that you'll ever make because almost everyone that joins says the exact same thing and it can completely change your life. So if you are interested in joining the social circle, hit me up on Instagram. I'll not be getting you on a high pressure sales call. I will shoot you a DM. I'll shoot you a voice note, have a bit of crack with you, answer any questions that you have, but I would love to get you on board. Hopefully you enjoyed this take on my approach to making six figures. Maybe it wasn't what some of you wanted to hear. You thought I was going to sp spill the special beans about how I made six figures through this system, this system, and that system. But see, to summarize, it's by by picking something that I had passion about, seeing if there was a target audience uh, with it, and then not overthinking it, not overthinking it, not letting my negative thoughts hold me back, just going and doing it. 
figuring out what the things that I had to do on a daily basis were and then doing them every single day, doing the boring shit day in, day out, expect nothing in return. And then eventually business success comes off the back of that. And obviously there's more to it when it comes to successful launches and the nitty gritty of making sure that uh, your followers turn into clients and things like that. But the I wanted to talk more about the mindset behind things and my approach to morals and ethics. So again, you might agree with me in this podcast. You might disagree with me. I'm sure there's six-figure business owners that are listening to this podcast and being like, I didn't take any of this advice and I've made six figures. That's completely fine. I'm just ta- telling you my uh, advice to doing this multiple times over with multiple different businesses and in a way that feels good for me. Like it, it feels good and I've built businesses that are very enjoyable to run. Like my businesses are scaled. So I wake up in the morning, go through my Facebook groups, reply to client messages, and then spend the rest of the day recording podcasts, making content. And it's just, it's set up in a really, really nice way where there's no bullshit work. There's no sales calls. There's nothing like that. So this is the way that feels best for me. I wanted to give you that insight for anyone listening, especially people at the start of your journey to give you a completely different intake or a completely different insight, sorry, um, to the, the usual advice about how to make six figures and how to scale and do this and that and that. And that's what you have to do. It's like, no, uh, it's, it's not as, it's not as complicated. There's no one mad thing and you want to make money that actually feels good. Um, uh, that you actually feel good about making. So if you enjoyed the episode, I'd really appreciate if you could review the podcast. That's what helps. I think reviews help. And I think if you hit follow on wherever you're listening to this, so Spotify, Apple Music, if you hit follow on the platform, that's what helps get it to the to the chart. So I'd really appreciate if you took two seconds now to do that. And if you think it could help help anyone else, give it a share to your Instagram story and tag me. I see all them. If you have any questions, as I said, get at me on SC Social Circle page. I'll leave all the links down below. Thanks for listening.